0: Thank mm-hmm.
1: everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast this is a special bonus podcast because it's our ninth anniversary happy anniversary gemma not wedding anniversary nope we, we've been married longer than that this is our podcast's ninth year on air can you believe it uh, if, if this all That's goes crazy. to plan then this is going to be published on the day of our ninth anniversary so you can, you can send us a tweet or something if you like
0: nine but- years of almost every week But like two, doing a podcast about Coronation Street, sometimes twice a week. Hasn't it been
1: (laughs) joyous? Mostly it has, it's been great. But it was definitely (laughs) nine years ago to this very day that we recorded our first podcast. Wow. So you can say that. How about that? Almost (laughs) to the hour actually, you know, we're pretty close. So um, (laughs) we thought that what we would do this year well, we, we we sometimes do something special on the anniversaries. Often we're like in Manchester or whatever when the anniversary is happening. Yeah. No, we've not been able to make it up there this year. But, um, you know, we've got the 500th episode coming later this year. So who knows what that will bring. I'll just park that for another <laughs> well, it's I mean, I'll it 16 weeks or so. Um, but what we have got to celebrate, to mark the ninth anniversaries of the podcast, is a special feature discussion all about number nine correlation Street we're going inside number 9. nine. And that works, doesn't it? Cuz it's a TV show and everything.
0: Yeah, this is in no way affiliated with the te- television show Inside Number 9. It's
1: not, but we are calling it Inside Number 9 because it fits so nicely. And we also
0: don't think we're going to get sued.
1: Hopefully not. Hopefully the BBC won't come rapping on our door, but you know, we might have moved out by the time they do that anyway. So, um <laughs> I, I, and this is the first time we've ever had a feature discussion on a house, isn't it? We've we've not done one of these before. I don't know why it's taken us nine years to profile. think let's let's do a character profile of a house. But um, Are you it was, sure? Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um I'd be interested to know what you think about this. Is this something that you would like us to do no. again? Just, no. just saying yes, because that gives us another <laughs> another like twelve, thirteen, fourteen episodes worth of content that we can fill up. Well
0: i suggested this ages ago. Yeah, yeah, I know,
1: absolutely. Um it it should be good. But number nine is quite an iconic house. That, that blue stone cladding sure does stand out. We will talk about that. We're going to talk about who's lived there. Talk about favourite scenes that have happened in number nine. We got some history from before Coronation Street, thanks to Darren Little. Because I, I got most of my information for today, I got from Coropedia, as usual for their excellent. But I also have a book, and I'll just grab this from the table in front of me now. This is a Darren Little book. Um, called Around the Houses, and it was published in 1997.
0: Is it called Around the Coronation Street around... Houses, or is it called Around the Houses, well, Coronation on Street?
1: on the front it says Around the Coronation Street Houses, and on the spine it says Coronation Street Around the Houses, so <laughs> who knows? And this is a fab book, and it, it, like, literally, it's, literally, um, it's obviously a bit old now, 20, 20 years old, but it goes through each of the houses, and it tells you what happened from when the house was built, which was, like, 1902, for most of them, all the way up to 1997. So there's a tonne of history that was obviously never on the show, but um, Darren Little, who was the street archivist at the time, came up with it out of his brain and put it all together. So I remember finding this very, very interesting back in my early days of Coronation Street nerddom. And I'll tell you how much of a nerd I was, Jebba. If you look at the inside cover of this book, you just have to believe me, listeners. I've actually got a little sticker and um, it says prizes, 1997, form achievement prize, 90 art, Michael Dodson, and my head teacher Rex Pogson has signed it. So Rex, I...
0: sorry, what
1: Rex Pogson? He was a doctor. That's
0: not a true name. That's not a name at all. Rex
1: Podson. <laughs> Pogson. Pog. Yes, Pogson. It's an awesome name. Um, I don't know what I had Dr. got this. Doctor
0: Reg Rex Pogson. Yes,
1: that was my head teacher. Are you sure you he didn't just write nice it to man. yourself
0: and you rhymed with Dodson? No.
1: Um, I don't know what I did to achieve I was this gonna prize this. I really really don't know but I got the form what achievement would? prize when I was in year nine and um and the prize was I could pick whatever book that I wanted and, you picked <laughs> and I, I chose oh I'd like i like around the houses Coronation Street please and they say sorry we can only find Coronation Street around the houses that we'll have to do so there we go um so that was 14 year old me special prize to myself and it I, haven't, I don't think I've opened it since what then, would actually. A, what
0: would a little boy have done back in the day for such a book? I can only imagine. <laughs>
1: oh, I know, I know, It's exactly. What
0: would Mr... I mean, Dr Pogson... <laughs>
1: Doctor, thank you very have much. ...have
0: <laughs> bestowed such a gift <laughs> upon a child for? Doesn't
1: matter. Right, so, 9 Coronation Street. Let's, let's do, do a few stats first, just in case there's anyone who's not sure, because I'm always pretty bad often. I'm yeah, getting better. Uh, knowing which house and it matches I've, with which number. It's only I'm... very
0: recently that I've actually got a grasp of what the geography of the house is, and I think it took me like three set visits. <laughs> Oh, what the geography actually, of the street itself? Yeah, to actually go. Okay. Ah, so I this think is the opposite end of the street to that. Yes. There's some houses oh, the that houses I automatically. Go up in numerical value, do they? Oh, that's a bit. They're
1: odds on one side strange. and evens on the other side. Yeah, I mean, there's some that are that are obviously easier, like number one, everybody knows is Ken's house. But I think number nine has definitely been a blind spot for me. Maybe talking about this today will cement it in my brain at last. Um But yeah, I have got better over Here's the years. a question
0: years. you might not know the answer to: mm. How many
1: does it go up to fifteen? I'm gonna say. I think this. A, I think like the shop is fifteen. Yeah, the shop is fifteen. Oh, but is there a seventeen around the corner? I don't know. let well, we just consult Coronation Street around the houses, and this goes up to fifteen. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Index Page. Um, so, current... so, can I just ask oh, another question? Yes.
0: This this book that was gifted to you, yeah. by Doctor Pogson, yes. <laughs> Does it only do one side of the house?
1: One side of the house or one side of the street? street. No, no, no. That's, if you consult the contents page again, it goes up to page 15 and then there's another page of on the other side That's, of the street.
0: Can I... Sorry, so sorry, I sorry all hang on a minute. Together. This is a bit... This is a bit bollocks, isn't it? It's got... I
1: believe you said that on our ninth anniversary podcast. Queen's and, going to be listening to this I actually
0: checked and we, I said that word on our Denise Black character okay, actor profile. Um... So that, so each one of the, the the main side of the street has got an entry, but the other side is just one entry.
1: Yes, but if you want an updated version, you could get um, the 60th anniversary book that was released last year, which has got little pages on each of the houses, although it's only like a double page spread on each of them, so I don't go into as much detail. But we're <laughs> on a gust. If we carry on and do more of these character profiles on houses we will find out more about them Stop as it. we go on
0: what oh, scratching yourself i just have an itchy hand
1: moment right
0: who lives there now that's the main question because a lot of people well, probably listen not to the this owner going who what
1: i've been listening Unconfused. to this for seven minutes i don't even know which house you're talking about
0: exactly this which
1: is, house? This is Tyrone's house. This it's is literally... probably
0: the most iconic looking house on Coronation
1: Street. It is, thanks to that stone cladding, which we can get to later. But yeah, if you want a mental image of who of which house we're talking about, it's the one with the big blue squares on the front of it. Um, so Tyrone owns the house at the moment, though he doesn't live there. Although you know, with the way things are going on Coronation he Street does live at the there moment,
0: a bit,
1: doesn't he? He Moved in? He's in and he's out. But Fizz came back earlier this week, didn't she? So I don't know. Maybe she's so. Around. He, he owns it, but Fizz and Hope and Ruby and Evelyn have been dossing down there for the last few years anyway. So that's the house that we're talking about. I have got some quick facts about this house for you, Gemma. I'm prepared to have your mind blown. Pretend you didn't just read this five minutes ago. This house was built in 1902.
0: What? I know, I know. It's 121 years Did they build them older. all at the one time?
1: I believe they
0: did. Yes. That's a trick question. What's and one the one? answer is no, because one what? of them collapsed. And so oh, it was not in number seven, recently. yeah. Ah. Uh, okay, here's you interesting, call yourself crazy interesting street fact
1: number two. This was the first house on the street <laughs> to have a telephone installed. And that is in wow. show canon. November 1962, they put a telephone in there, which is just crazy to me.
0: Yes, because... I couldn't
1: understand them not having TVs or whatever, but... Telephones?
0: In the Before then, if you wanted to make a telephone call, you would need to ask the permission of Annie Walker.
1: Yes, you would, wouldn't and you? And go
0: to the Rovers and make your phone call there.
1: Yes, well, um, Ken, and, uh, Ken and Val, who were living in Number 7 at the time, must have been quite... Quite the talk of the street to have had Absolutely. the very own telephone.
0: Well, he needed one so he could get phone calls about his fancy new job in Jamaica or whatever. He
1: needed it so that he could phone it up and go, Hold a friend page! What? Do you Hold a friend page! Is that
0: what? <laughs>
1: That's what Ken sounded like, like, Yeah, some journalist
0: voice. Tell me some another fact.
1: This was the this I did find this interesting, actually. This is the last house on the street whose interior we saw. So all the other houses, you know, 1 to 13, by episode 9, we'd seen inside all of them. Well, a lot of them we'd seen, like, in the first episode. Like, I think episode 1 we had, like, number 3, number 1, uh, number 11 was in it. But, yeah, by the end of number, episode 9... We'd seen all the other houses apart from Inside Number 9. And it took until episode 35 to show what was going on in that house. Because it was empty when the show began. And um, in, around April 1961, which is when episode 35 was, that was when um, the Chaveskis were moving in. So this is Ivan Chavesky and Linda, Linda Chavesky. Who and they was... had
0: already been in the show. That—that's Lin- Linda is Elsie Tanner's daughter. Yes. They'd already been in the show before then because Linda was in the first episode.
1: Yeah, but they were they were down at number eleven, weren't yeah. they, with Elsie at the beginning? And um, yeah, they they moved in, so we, we saw them in saw the house in April.
0: Can Fascinating
1: I... fact. Oh, go on. I
0: was gonna say next year is the actual hundred and twentieth anniversary. Yes. Of Coronation Street being built. Yes. So we should celebrate. We
1: should do something, shouldn't we? We should celebrate we should and, and say
0: something and, and be like, worthy and cool and make, make everyone think how impressed, impressive we are that we knew.
1: Well, they did something on the show for the 100th, 100th anniversary back in 2002.
0: Well, I only thought of that because on the back of your book it says, Cryonist Street has been standing for 95 years. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, back to my fascinating fact. Mind-blowing time. There have been four people that have died in the house, and this is only while the show's been going because if you look at Darren Little's book and Corypedia, there have been death. deaths plenty before 1960, sixty. Four people have died find out who later, and one character has been born on there, I wonder if anybody could say who that was.
0: So, if, if 9 Coronation Street was in charge of the global population what you're saying is that we would not be so crowded.
1: Yes exactly, it's a I bit of I think we should
0: approach our population problem in the same way <laughs> as this house
1: over the course of the show, number nine has exchanged ownership nine times. But before that, there was only one other owner anyway. So ten times has exchanged ownership um, in its history. Um,
0: Each time becoming increasingly more complicated and fraught.
1: Probably, probably. As back in the day,
0: you probably just write on the back of a a receipt.
1: Yeah, give him a fiver and say, can I have this house, the house
0: now. And they say, yes. What too. you do is
1: you put it on the right, you the mount on a napkin, slide it across yeah. the cobbles to somebody, and they like, yeah, yeah, that'll right. do. I can buy a couple of pints of that. Oh, what,
0: £2.50 for a house? Are you, <laughs> we are have you got joking? some of the prices of that, that this expensive. house sells
1: for later like, on, actually. Um, yeah, one of those um, exchange of owners, by the way, was just going from Gary and Judy owning it back in 97 to. Um, just scary. Gary on his own after I, one of the you know, shows. Can after. I just say
0: I don't think that really counts.
1: Okay, well I'm just just going by what Cora says, isn't it? Um, Eighty-five characters have called this their home since it being built. Um, Fifty-seven of them since the show started. That's quite impressive, isn't it? Fifty-seven people have lived there at some point. Yeah. Lodging or whatever.
0: Did you count? Um, I don't know animals. whether.
1: No, I didn't count animals. No, I didn't. Oh, Animals well, there, there everyone
0: knows that there... There's been Cerberus. Because you said people, but you wrote characters, and Cerberus yeah. is such a character.
1: There's been, there's been Cerberus, and there's been Monica. How many pigeons? And there's, oh, many pigeons.
0: <laughs> Name Fergie. all the pigeons.
1: Fergie is one of the pigeons. Pige- I don't know what I associate more with this house, pigeons or dogs. It's definitely one of the most... um Animal-loving, animal oh. favourite houses <laughs> of the street, probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there was... Um, oh, I can't remember what the mallet's dog was called. Um... Right out of my Talky. Jack and Vera had a dog as well at one point. Did they? Yeah, wrecked it. Do you remember? Jack um got a wrecked re- Wrecked the house. Oh. Jack got a for Vera for one Christmas present. Um and then yeah and it, it, I think it ate their Christmas lunch or something. That didn't last for I too could long. Eat a Christmas lunch right now. So the house is made up. It's got you go in through the front door. You got your front parlor on the side, which we never see inside. I think that's probably possibly Evelyn's room now then you got your hallway your back room which is where we mostly see on the show the kitchen is kind of joined into it isn't it but yes. back apparently when the house was built in 1902 there was a there was a little sort of separate scullery but um they wanted to get that they got it knocked through in the 50s apparently um, and there are two bedrooms upstairs and a bathroom well when it was built there were three bedrooms upstairs but I can, I assume that one of them has been converted into a bathroom and they haven't just magically squeezed a bathroom in somewhere in the meantime. Who knows? So, um let's crack on and talk about who has lived at number nine over the years. Gemma, yeah? I mean uh, did you wanna do you wanna say something? I feel like I've been monopolising this conversation so far. Who was who are our first owners in show? I think we already well, mentioned that. We earlier, just said actually.
0: It's Linda and Ivan and they bought the house for five hundred and
1: sixty pounds. <laughs> which works out
0: at twelve thousand seven hundred and forty-seven pounds in today's money, so that's still quite a still fairly bargain. affordable. But poor Ivan had to work two jobs just to be able to afford it, um, and he had a bit of a because he was he was Polish, mm. and he had moved to England because he was fleeing Poland because his grandfather was caught harbouring a Jewish doctor. Um, she. I think she and, uh, Linda and Ivan went to go live in Poland, but she didn't like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. He, he came over to England after, like I say, escaping the Nazis, um, met up with uh, Linda, married her, tried to take her back there, and she's like, no. Nah.
0: they don't like it. <laughs> well,
1: like Weatherfield, actually, then they came back, and that's kind of what, I mean, where, how we, where we got them at the beginning of the show.
0: was Poland that she's like, Weatherfield's better than this?
1: Well, it was I don't pretty know.
0: grim back in the day, Michael. Probably
1: didn't speak English there. I imagine. I
0: imagine. Wonder how good Linda's um, Linda's Polish accent was.
1: Uh, probably not so good.
0: Right. So um, they ca- they they didn't last long. They stayed until Christmas 1961, and then they went to Canada, which is apparently nicer hit than than Weatherfield because it's
1: got nicer air. Uh, yeah. Baby Keener.
0: Paul got a nasty cough. Mm. So they went to the land of clean
1: air, yeah. Canada. Yeah. Um, the, here's something that I found out what happened in between them and uh, Ken and Val, which I find quite interesting. And you were reading these notes earlier and you go, what the hell is this? So in 1962, the house was left empty for a little bit. And in much in the same way as Jackie Dobbs jumped in to number seven after Curly went walkabouts in the late 90s. In the early 1962, the, hand was, the, the house sorry, was squatted in by the Black Hand Gang. And this was a group of four boys, and they were only, like, you know, young teenagers or something. Um, one of the boys, uh, their dad was thinking of buying the place, and they um, they moved in and just used it as their... their gang headquarters or something, I don't know. The the people living nearby heard noises from inside and wondered whether it was haunted, so they went and checked it out and found that it was just had these kids running riot in it. That didn't last for very long, because before we uh, at the end of 1962, Ken and Valerie... Barlow had moved in. So they'd only just got married um in late sixty two and so this was their this was their new marital home.
0: I was getting confused about where they were because they also lived in the Maisonettes, didn't they?
1: Yes, that was afterwards. So they stayed in um number nine until nineteen sixty eight and then they moved into the Maisonettes across the street. They
0: had to, Yeah
1: in nineteen sixty
0: eight. Because Ken's like, Oh I've burnt it down.
1: Let's
0: move. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah um he nearly burned the house down because he just went to the pub.
1: Yeah, so that yeah, number nine. I can't, yeah, when um, Peter and Susan not long after they were born. Yeah, she not? left.
0: She she like right. You look after the kids. I'm kind of going to do something probably important. And he was supposed to be looking after him, and he went to the Rovers to buy cigarettes. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, can you? And believe then it? gave
0: up smoking because he nearly killed his children. Um, At least
1: some good came out of it then.
0: And the most hilarious thing was that after. Val came back and she was like, oh, Ken, why have you nearly killed our children? Everyone was like, don't be so hard on him. Why did you leave him and <laughs> our yeah. children? Basically, everybody blamed Val for leaving her husband. You should be family.
1: chained to that cooker, Valerie Barlow. What, you call yourself a woman?
0: I know. Isn't it crazy to think, like, in the age, in the lifespan of, like, the character of Peter Barlow, it's gone from men being absolutely incompetent with children and not to be trusted whatsoever to men being absolutely incompetent with children and not to be trusted whatsoever
1: yeah yeah that was just and yet some things that's
0: not true obviously
1: <laughs> some things stay the same like um cots get burned yes <laughs> um after ken and valerie moved out um it was Lem fairclough that, moved, that lived in there, and he's one of the people where like, if you were to say to me, like, before I was...
0: Famous re- residents of number nine.
1: I, w- I wouldn't say him. Like, no. I'd say, oh, you know, that's where Jack and Vera lived. Or he that's was where there Tyrone for a long time. But he was, yeah. He lived in there from, from 1968 to 1982. So throughout the 70s, this was Len's house. And yeah. I always remember him living at number seven. Pad. Because after, you, I mean, you said number seven collapsed earlier, but obviously he rebuilt it. And then him and Sharon kind of did it up again. And then they moved there. And that's, to me, where I think of the Fairclough's house being... But, uh, yeah, Len, Len was, you know, out there for 14 years or so with various other people. He bought this for £1,000, so it had... Um,
0: Which was £17,730. Oh, we go.
1: Doubled in value. Six. In between um, Ivan and Len. Uh, yeah, but it Len. didn't actually,
0: like, the cost of it didn't actually go up that much. No, no. So if you think about it, so seven hundred seventeen thousand versus
1: 12000 12, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, at the beginning, it was kind of like a bachelor pad. It, it was him, it was um, Ray Langton, it was Jerry, Jerry Booth, Booth. was
0: there at one point. And, that, and they had to keep employing housekeepers and women to come and cook their food for them, didn't they? Yeah. They didn't
1: really cope. See, I, I didn't really like that era of number seven. Because obviously we watched... Number ninth, seven or number, number nine. nine. Sorry. We obviously watched um, the, the, a load of the 70s episodes last year. And I think whenever it cut to their house. I wasn't really interested in oh, it. Oh, I
0: liked it. I thought it was quite fun watching a bunch of blokes like
1: middle-aged men.
0: Yeah, just like just how I think they they wrote it really well because they did they did kind of act like a bit un uncivilized.
1: Well, they really did. I mean, and if you if you look inside it as well, it was a bit of a it's a bit of a pigsty. When I mean, we, we it like they didn't have any wallpaper up at all. I mean, maybe this was just Things were rough back in the olden days, but it literally just seemed to have plaster on the walls, didn't yeah. they? Um, like a, a
0: grubby, um, v- a lamp, and
1: yeah, and, and then their their table that they'd sit at, and um, it just uh, very
0: sparse. I,
1: it just looked like it needed doing up, and the I fact know, that Lem was a builder, I would have thought that he might be a bit handy with the old decorating decorator. It. He just didn't care. De-
0: builders and decorators are different people.
1: Handyman, they're all the same to me, and I can all do right. neither.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So so um, they they stayed there for a bit, but then um, Ray got married off to Deirdre. Um, Jerry uh died of um, he had a he had a stroke. Did he have a stroke or a heart attack on heart the show? I can't remember. Show, right. Yeah, that's right. Life. That's right. Um, but eventually um, Len married Rita, so they were living there together for a, for a little bit. Um, she 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 married him in nineteen seventy seven. So so she moved in. What
0: there. a lucky duck!
1: I know. Um, and then we had. Another little mini transitional period, didn't we, in the early 80s um, with Chalky Whiteley who's not necessarily a name that's gone down in Coronation Street legend um, and we saw a handful of episodes of him last year, didn't we? He was that old curmudgeonly...
0: He, was, he reminded me of... Who's the caretaker in Harry Potter?
1: Oh yeah, Filch.
0: You're right, if, like, if, Fil- like if you could see Filch's everyday life... It yeah, would be I, similar to Chalky Whiteley's. I, day can to day. See,
1: I can see a similarity in those uh, it, what's, uh what's the what's the the actor name who plays Filch? Can't remember now. He's famous. Brad <laughs> he was Pitt. He was in he was in um Thingy Game of Thrones as well, wasn't he? But I, I see a resemblance between them. So the, this guy Chalky Whiteley, his name was Tom Whiteley, and he bought the house for ten thousand pounds. David
0: Bradley. Ah oh,
1: you, you were right with the Bradley. Now part why of it. has
0: he not been in Coronation Street? Maybe
1: he has. no hey, Brad Pitt. Or Brad, I oh, yeah, Dave Bradley. He needs to come in, doesn't he? Absolutely. So, yeah, this was bought for £10,000. It was £10,000 more expensive. And that I mean, £9, is... £9,000 more expensive. Ten times more expensive. That's a, that's a good... Considering the fact that Len didn't do anything.
0: Well... Thirty-six thousand
1: pounds. Oh, actually, no. He did put a central heating in for Rita. Seventeen thousand
0: pounds, Michael.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, one of the things that Rita did when she moved in there, she kind of got fed up with the fact that it was a basically a pit, um, and she uh, drew up a list of demands of things that she wanted from um, Len. Like, I want you to knock the front parlor into the into the back parlor, and I want you to put the central heating in, and maybe maybe decorate. <laughs> um, and he did put central heating in for her, so that up the value that How quite nice. nicely.
0: I'm looking up David Bradley here see if he's ever been in Coronation Street perhaps Mm. he was one of the children at the beginning Um, and one of the facts did you know trivia is often plays cranky old men
1: there is a gap in the market for cranky old men in Coronation Street at the moment that's a a Coronation Street trope that we don't have at the moment
0: could have been he could have been Ken couldn't he he could, he could have been Kenya, right? Just
1: imagine. that. Imagine. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the, there was there was a bit of a, a, a to do between Len and Chalky. Um, Len had left the house in just about as the same state that it had been throughout his time there, basically. Um, and when Chalky moved in, he was like, "This is a pit. I don't want to live here." So in revenge, he didn't pass on Len's post to him.
0: Well, you know what you need to do when you move houses: inform the. Um... Royal Mail and set up a direct a directing you know,
1: service. Len Len was best friends with um with Alf as well, wasn't he? he did he work he didn't work at the um he wasn't a bit of post office. Didn't work as a post man anymore, so couldn't have done nothing. So see, if he
0: if it if it was Harry Potter World where David Bradley lives you just get
1: the owl like what are you doing he only moved next door anyway
0: I can officially reveal yes David Bradley has never appeared in Coronation Street there's
1: still time it is
0: is, I think it's time
1: yes yeah it's going to be too late soon yes sorry David (laughs) so Chalky lived there with his grandson Craig who can forget um many people (laughs) He, he lived there um, and he, he annoyed the neighbours with his loud drum playing, which I think I think that's quite a tradition for number nine actually. Because what, being them, annoying, well, with drum playing, because when the mallets moved in in the late nineties, Gary Mallett had his drum set, didn't he? So like,
0: look at this, this already's left here.
1: It's a tradition. <laughs> um, and um, the, this was um, when we first saw the pigeon coop in Coronation Street um, as well. So that he Chalky had it put into the backyard of number nine, and like you said earlier, the the pigeons are are quite. Um, they're a bit of an icon of Coronation Street, it's aren't It's weird they?
0: because they don't actually exist on the show anymore. And I think it, it doesn't feel out of place or weird for it to be in the show back in the day. But now, if somebody's got pigeons, you think, that's odd.
1: Yeah, but don't you remember that when um, they were talking about... Yes, I do. What we, what what was I going to say?
0: When they were talking about what they were going to do for the 60th yeah, anniversary right storyline, they were like, "I know what we should do. We should have a hilarious story about an epidemic that starts with dirty pigeons." Yeah, Tyrone, Tyrone. was going to
1: to to get
0: some... Tyrone is filthy birds.
1: I, it was funny. So he's, he's
0: got his filthy bird, hasn't he, Alina? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Disrespect. <laughs> um, I was watching one of the old classic episodes on ITV3 the other day, and um, and <laughs> or was it was it one that we watched on the DVD? I can't remember. And Jack was asking Tyrone to look after his pigeons for him while he was away, and Tyrone was like, "I'm not looking over after those filthy animals." Yeah. changed his tune in the intervening years.
0: Well, he, yeah, but as far as I've know, I know, he's never kept pigeons. So no, no, he's got no. I, I don't know when. It'd be a health hazard. Hard. I don't know when
1: the pigeons left him. Um, Number nine. I suppose it must did have they been. They symbolically a, I don't, all
0: fly away I don't when think that Jack dies. No, I
1: don't think that the mallets looked after them. Or did they?
0: Maybe, maybe, Look, maybe Gary did. I'm getting sidetracked. It's matter. not the story of pigeons.
1: Number nine during Chalky Whiteley's time was also the first time that we saw Phyllis Pierce, classic character, because she was mm. brought in as this Craig's maternal grandmother, and Chalk Chalky yeah. was his paternal grandfather. And um, she was coming around, being kind of busy, bossy, busybody, and saying this place here is no good for my Craig. And, um, and and she went on and had obviously a much greater legacy than Chalky did. So even though Chalky who Whiteley. <laughs> even though he didn't leave her that much of a lasting impression, he did leave Phyllis for which we were eternally yeah, grateful. Yeah, thank you very much. But nineteen eighty three, Gemma. This was when
0: is this the most iconic residence? I think
1: of I think sh- so. This- it was certainly, the the the, the residents that lived there the longest.
0: Well, the Duckworth from nineteen eighty three to nineteen ninety five, Jack Duckworth, he so um, he bought this house from Chalky. Chalky, and this so this was not it was that only a year yeah, later, so not going to change is it very much. No, ten thousand pounds as well. Chalky won some money on the dogs, went to go live in Australia. So Jack bought the house off him, moved in with Vera and Harry because he'd got a thousand pounds because their house had been bulldozed
1: yeah they lived on inkerman street which is um, where we're learning about on the show at the moment this is where they've they've got to resident parking so they used to live on inkerman street because jack jack and vera had been in the show well vera was in it more in the late 70s i can't remember when vera came in exactly and then jack was in a few years later wasn't he but there were there were presents on the show and then they came in in 1983 um much to the disdain of the the neighbors, I think. I think the Duckworth lowered the tone of the neighborhood somewhat, in in much the same way that um, you know the Battersbees did. Um, a number five years later, and had the mallets, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so they so they, they moved in there. Need. It certainly is a house of ill repute. Well, somebody's got to take up the mantle once uh, Elsie Tanner leaves, don't you? So I remember watching. Um, On our DVDs last year, they had this tacky Spanish housewarming, didn't they? And like with the sangria, yeah, yeah, the sangria flowing, and Vera was there in a frilly dress and everything. Maybe
0: I think I the most iconic housewarming was definitely Hilda Ogden's. What did they do? Was she or was it a party? Was oh, she just was making just, eggs? Oh, plastic? that was just a party.
1: That was just a party. We should later. do
0: um top five parties. Yes, we
1: you? should. <laughs> um and we all this was also the time um when they had some of the lodgers um living with them. I can't What did they have lodgers or lodger? I don't know. Curly was there from nineteen eighty nine to ninety one and um the thing with the duckworths they kind of uh they welcomed a few of the waifs and strays and well, shadows, like weren't they?
0: Roy and Haley. Yeah. In that they sort of accumulated surrogate child figures. So Curly was one briefly and so was Tyrone, obviously.
1: Yeah, so the Duckworth lived there firstly from 83 to 95. Then they moved to the Rovers for a little bit when they had that windfall and were able to buy the pub. Um, in the intervening years, we had Gary and Judy Mallet come in and we've still never done a character profile on. We'll get to them one day. Um, and then Jack and Vera were back in it again um, from 2000 onwards. Well,
0: Judy and Gary bought the house for £45,000. That was 23000 at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that, that's gone up nicely, hasn't it?
0: And then in 2000, Jack and Vera bought the house for 28500 And that was £49,000.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if anyone else is interested in this as I am, but I absolutely love it. If you've been it. listening so, to the
1: podcast many years, you know, this, whenever we talk about money... Gemma always goes, she's, I don't, have you got a website like in your yeah. favourites or something? The
0: Bank of England has like an inflation calculator that you can use. Yes, I think it's quite um, interesting. But um so that was the last time the house was actually purchased. Like somebody paid for the house. So that was back in two thousand.
1: I don't know whether I can't remember whether Tyrone was gifted the house. No, I think I think that he bought it off Jack and Vera.
0: Well you I, haven't
1: I haven't written it down so I couldn't find this information out. But in 2008, obviously, Vera died. She was one of the deaths in the house. Because oh, they, they, they were going to move to uh, Blackpool, weren't they? And um, they'd been visiting Blackpool one day. Yeah. And then um, they go home and Vera's all tuckered out. and She's complaining that her feet are hurting and stuff. And then um, they go back and check on her later and she's gone. She's gone to the big factory in the sky.
0: She's gone to the big beach the, in the sky.
1: The big, the big Blackpool Tower in the sky. Would you
0: rather die at Blackpool or coming
1: home having gone to blackpool um i don't know maybe maybe vera and alan bradley need to compare notes
0: mm. <laughs>
1: um yeah so after that after she died um tyrone acquired the house i think i In think they were, they were they he was going to get it off of jack and vera because he was the lodger there um during their words. second stint
0: you make it sound like if you if you if you're staying there when someone dies, it's like lodger's rights <laughs> by some kind of obscure <laughs> British law.
1: <laughs> Maybe he was going to buy it off them, and then Jack just said, "Well." Oh, fine. You can you can have it because he goes off to um stay with his Connie. Connie. Yes, right. Connie Rathbone is a bit on the side after after Vera dies. I love
0: Connie. She's great. She turned out to be absolutely stonking rich.
1: She did. She had a giant mansion. She she, and she she was a cleaner or something. She was a cleaner.
0: Everyone thought she was poor. And she's like, when I say cleaner, I mean I own my own cleaning business.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Jack lived with her for a bit, but then he came back in two thousand and ten to die basically because he found out that there's um he yeah, had cancer didn't he Jack um, and he, yeah, he came back because he wanted to die in the house that he'd um, called his own for so many years but, yeah, well by, that's
0: a bit rude isn't it by
1: then Tyrone was living there with um, Molly. Molly who he married she was a, she was a lodger I think t- while Tyrone was there he had various girlfriends move in I mean Maria moved in for a little bit in Some the of early them never 2000s. Leave. There, uh Vicky not Vicky Vicky Bins Molly moved in um, married him <laughs> had an affair with Kevin Got splattered by a tram,
0: and then since. So, can I just say, Jack is very rude to come back to the house and die in it and devalue it yet again because you know, yeah. boy, you know this is now the second death that we've spoken about, but not all of the deaths.
1: No, no, we I mean, we have Judy Mallet.
0: You got knocked ten grand off every time someone pops their clogs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think I think that if I was to be asked about my most iconic, favourite, most memorable scenes at number nine, Mm. Jack Duckworth's death would have to be up there. I mean, that's one of my all-time favorite Coronation Street scenes hand down, to be honest. But yeah, he, he knows that he's not got long left and we see him go home from the pub one night, sits down in his chair, and then the spirit of Vera comes and takes him on the bus. It sounds ridiculous. Anyone who hasn't seen it, but anyone that wasn't a fan of Jack and Vera, it must sound utterly ridiculous. And I remember reading about it beforehand thinking, this is stupid. Well, it might be nice to see Liz Dawn again playing Vera Duckworth, but it's not going to work. But I, I loved it. I know you, you're not as no, much I'm of a fan. No,
0: but I do like the precedent it's set. And um, I really want them to have a ghost in Coronation Street again. But, you know, the, this there's plausible deni- deniability here as to whether it's it's a ghost or his hallucination.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which which I also like, that ambiguity, because, you know, there are other opportunities for this. That Carla saw Vrana's ghost, or was it mm. a figment of her mental illness?
1: Well, we talked about this recently, with um, yeah. when Hayley I maybe Hayley visiting come back. Roy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's Why not precedent? Right. Mm. Um, yeah, so that, that was just sweet, and, and I liked how um, that one ended, with um, the camera kind of pans up from the lounge, and then it kind of goes up through the, up through the top floor and out yeah. in the roof, and, and everything. It's, uh, and then you've got Bill Tommy singing hmm. on the soundtrack and everything because he was a, a bit of a. Trying of to a, get
0: some money before he leaves.
1: I was going to say a bit of a cruiser, but that's not a crooner. Cruiser. <laughs> crooner. Cruiser.
0: He used to drive up down the road l- looking for chicks.
1: Um, yeah, so since then we've had Tyrone and various people. There was obviously Kirsty, and that was around about when we started doing the podcast, wasn't it? When he had his uh, girlfriend, Kirsty, beating him up in there.
0: Tommy, Tina, Kirsty, Luke, Sean, Fizz, yeah, Ruby, Ty, um, Hope.
1: There's been a whole whole Evelyn. host of people that have been moving in there in the last ten years or so. Lost mm. count. Um, so yeah, that...
0: I think I think it becomes obvious as the show progresses that the, the realist the realism about how many people you can fit in a house just goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, when pack. we if we look at the seventies and we just had you know Len and Ray and Jerry, it's like yeah, I, I can see how that works.
0: Well, three single blokes.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there were three okay. b- three bedrooms there. Yeah. Okay, fine. 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 <laughs> but I'm not I'm not surprised that Rita wanted to move to number 7 when that got rebuilt because that was much nicer. Um we kind of skimmed over the Mallets a little bit. Um that this is a period that we've watched a little bit on the DVDs and I've I now... quite like
0: Gary and Gigi. There's I been do a lot you? of forgettable I do as well. characters that have come and gone on Coronation Street to be honest. Um, and a lot of them are sort of obnoxiously bland, but even though Gary and Judy didn't have an exciting, you know, personality or backstory or any, or like even a, even a story at all, No, and Gary, I kind of like that.
1: <laughs> Gary and Judy were in the show for like, 19, I'm going to say 95 to 99 it was when Gary left. And we haven't done their character profile yet, but I think when we get round to it, it's basically going to be, they come in. They, they want, want to a have a baby. baby. <laughs> they can't have a baby. <laughs> they keep taking other people. They they have Zoe in as their lodger, don't they? Played yeah. by Joe Froggart. Yeah, that's um, right. that was a nice little period. Another. Exactly. Um, and then they have their own babies. They have their twins. Yeah. Judy dies. Yeah. She pegs it. Yeah, and then and then Gary goes off with someone and moves to Blackpool. That's basically the story yeah. of the Mallets. Yeah. You're right that it. it
0: they're just quite charming and charismatic. I
1: think when we do a character profile of them, we need to do them together because I don't think they did much separate, which was nice in a way that yeah, they were that's so how it should be. inseparable. And um, yeah, they went through all their trials and tribulations together. Yeah. But I, I did, en- I did enjoy the uh, the Zoe story. And um, yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I I don't have a a broody bone in my body, but I did certainly feel for for Judy and her um not being able to not being able to have a baby of her own.
0: Imagine if you couldn't have a cat. But
1: G- Faye is a class actress, isn't she? Yes. It is a real shame that she was killed off after only what four years? No, three years, maybe. Because um, I and mean she's not even in Emmerdale anymore, is that? And is uh, What a waste if of she time
0: hadn't then?
1: Killed her off. They could have had her come back. And I've got no idea what Ian Mercer's doing these days. He played uh, he played Gary. So I, I said earlier that we um, also know a little bit about. What happened at number nine before so Coronation I mean, Street I think started? This is
0: also a bit of a trivia, interesting fact that the person who originally owned the sh- the street, um, and therefore that house, is the is the person that Rosamond Street is named after.
1: Would you tell tell our listeners the story? Because t- not many people know this one. Between
0: nineteen o two and nineteen forty six, so that's when it was built until th- after the end of the war. Yes, Mabel Grimshaw owned the house, and but. And you might be thinking, what? So what? What's that got to do with rosamond Street? Well, guess what? Her stage name was Rosa Handbury. Yeah, she's a
1: singer, was Mabel Grimshaw.
0: And she fell in love with a landowner called Sir Humphrey Swinton. And she was his mistress. And when he died in 1900, she got all of his money and everything. And he had planned to build Maudsley and Coronation Street. And she saw it through. Good for her. And she owned all the houses, but she never lived there because she's posh. Cause she's rich now. <laughs> And then, when she died, the evil landlord Edward Wormold <laughs> took it over. I think he
1: took over quite a lot of the houses when Coronation Street yeah. first started. A lot of the residents talk about that like landlord, slumlord, Mr. Wormold. And and I think there were two Mr. Wormolds. There was there was the one who couldn't remember any of the uh, Hilda and Stan's names. Yeah, because he in. rented and it.
0: Well, he sold it to. Yeah, to Hilda and Stan when they moved in. Yeah, or did he rent it? I'm confused.
1: There, there were it's lot... Very strange. Do, I who's I, I don't his think counsel. it's very,
0: very usual for so many working class people to own their own homes.
1: No, well, it's there. There are more owners now than there were back in the day. Anyway, but yeah. So, so um. This, well, a this lot person... of people would
0: kill to be on that bloody housing ladder, wouldn't they? Mm.
1: So, in a way, I th- I just realised Rosie Webster. Is also named after Mabel Grimshaw because she's named oh, after Rosamond Street.
0: She should have stayed with Jason.
1: So, um, and she yeah, have
0: had to change her name.
1: True. So, <laughs> basically, before the show, we had Mabel Grimshaw and Edward Wormold owning the place, but we had lots of residents coming through the street renting, renting it during that time. Starting off with my favorite name, Gemma.
0: The Crapper family. The
1: Crapper family moved Albert in in 1902.
0: Pearl Crapper, Jack Crapper, Ronnie Crapper. Bertie Crapper.
1: Each one crapper than the last.
0: Sadly, Albert Crapper and Jack Crapper <laughs> died in the Weatherfield main pit disaster of 1906 and Bertie Crapper <laughs> 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 died of TB. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't laugh, are
0: you poor allowed, are you laugh at Poor child dying of fictional child. laugh about... Does anybody die of that now? He was only three. Poor yeah. Bertie Crapper. <laughs>
1: Did any of the crappers die on the crapper? That's what I want (laughs) to (laughs) know. Apparently not.
0: And 1910 was the Buck family. I said Buck. (laughs) Ned Buck. Sarah Buck. Sarah, and, the famous abortionist. <laughs> she
1: was. I, I, I'd love to be able to chat with Darren time and it Where did you come up with all He had to come up with like 60 years worth of, of Coronation Street, crazy history that still sounded massively soapy. Yeah. So yeah, we had the books and, and Sarah Buck was a midwife, but she was also well known for being a bit of a backstreet abortionist as well.
0: Well, look, you know, back in the day you would have had to have, Oh, I know, know, I know. You can, uh, whatever, I don't you know your personal opinion on abortion is irrelevant to the number of abortions that take place unfortunately abortion is always needed and women if they can't get legal ones will seek out
1: People illegal ones and,
0: and if you make it illegal you just kill more women
1: and i'm sure she made um, quite a tidy buck on the side from doing it
0: I don't think you go into it for the money.
1: <laughs> well, she, if she did, then she spent it all on booze because she ended up dying of alcohol poisoning in 1919. And then in 1923, a house fire killed their baby Lucy. Well, the this, most... What's going on with fires in this I... house going after kids?
0: It's flammable. The most interesting part to this to me was the fact that She had a twin brother called Ian, and they saved Ian, but they left Lucy behind. (laughs)
1: They forgot about. So this
0: is and in the confusion, Lucy was forgotten. (laughs) Yeah. And do you think that they like? Do you think that they took Ian out and that somebody kept picking him up and putting it back down? I go oh. Oh, that must be Lucy because I didn't. I left Ian over there. I don't know where he is now, but that's, that's definitely Lucy. The they both look the same. How am I supposed to know? You can
1: see shades of this now, though, can't you? Because if there was a fire at number nine at the moment, probably Ruby'd get forgotten about if you, you know oh, the way least. that she's being underused on the show at the I moment. I find
0: it highly suspicious that they forgot they had a girl. Mm. oh dear oh we forgot the burden i mean i mean lucy <laughs> um in
1: 1926 the todd family moved in and this jack was um, todd. jack todd and, and his wife vi who was apparently a medium um who was able to predict the 1927 storm and she um she was she went down quite a storm with a residents of coronation street and they all came to you know, get the fortunes read and everything but then um one year she said she predicted a a, a snowless christmas um, but then, unfortunately, there was a blizzard that year, so she kind of lost a bit of her cred.
0: Sad. Yeah.
1: So the children of the Todd family were Sally, Jim and Dot. Um, and they, they lived in the house during World War Two, during which Jack Todd dug up all the flagstones to do his uh, dig for victory yeah. in the backyards. So that's quite cool. Um Group and he, potatoes. He, 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 he ate good potatoes. That, tell you what,
0: does anyone want potatoes?
1: We are drowning in potatoes at the moment. You know we've had our obl- allotment... Did we, take, we must have mentioned this that we, we, we got an allotment this year thank goodness for Gemma's parents also looking after it but we are harvesting we, we more potatoes than we potatoes. can eat and we like potatoes
0: there's a lot of potatoes to go around <laughs> so I imagine that's how we won the war
1: join our Patreon and the $10 amount will send you a potato yeah we will <laughs> <laughs> sign it I don't think
0: we're allowed to send potatoes abroad I think they're probably
1: um, uh, not last probably not um so
0: <laughs> I would like to send. Can I please send this airmail? Yes. What is it? <laughs> it's a single potato. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I reckon if I stood, you know, at Land's End, like give it a good old chuck, I might be able to
0: get it across. Get it, to get it across to
1: America. I don't know about Canada, but um, anyway, 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 being silly. Jack Todd was killed in action in 1942, and his mum Daisy died in her sleep in 1943. So Daisy was
0: living there as well.
1: Daisy was, let's they're all dying. So what I said. So we had four in-show deaths. Who was that? We had Judy. Um,
0: Jack Vera. Jack
1: Vera. And oh, I didn't write this down because I thought I'll remember this. I wondered who I the I can't other actually was. remember who this last you person was. You said I'll tell you that. later
0: who the four people no, are. No, who was it? I don't remember. I cannot
1: remember who the last person was. Why well, don't you look
0: it up? No, it's, it's oh you think it's out. relevant it's not irrelevant I want to know oh fine.
1: You, you. I'm well understand. in 1946
0: so that was after the war and all the Todd family died um, Jack Rigby Jackie Rigby and his father-in-law Alf Nuttall uh, rented it and they were there for a few years when they did a flit in the 50, 1950s because they owed a load of rent and then the final um, person to live there before the Traveskis moved in were was the Gibson family, Ted and Amy, and they moved out in nineteen sixty because they won twenty thousand pounds on a coupon, which I don't even know what that means.
1: Oh well, I looked this up because this is what it said in the Around the Houses book, and and, and another book that I was looking at. It said when ten, when Ted got all eight score draws up on his coupon. And then there's so it a caption the in, pools. yeah, a, p- a photo caption mentioned the pools. So, oh yeah, that that was from around the house, So, yeah, so I, I don't know. I if don't
0: you're not the pools. from the UK or you're very young, you might not know. But before we had the national lottery, which I think was that 2000 it came in.
1: The National lottery in no, 1994.
0: Oh, sorry. Before <laughs> then, we had the pools, which was where if you wanted to make your fortune without doing anything, and you didn't want to gamble on the horses or the dogs, you'd win the pools, wouldn't you? <laughs>
1: I know the fourth death was. Who was it? I'll come back to come back to it because this was another memorable scene. Go on. That's it. Oh.
0: Even the pools. Yeah, and, and they this did. Is what happened
1: to the Gibsons? So, <laughs> yeah. Then, then this is the Chaveskis moved in a little while after that. The last death. This is this was an exciting death. This is one that we saw. This was um, it was Lynn, <gasps> Lynn Johnson.
0: Yes, the murder.
1: 1975. There has been a murder. Do you remember what
0: happened there? Well, I can't. Um. So when Len was a councillor, like as in on the council rather yeah, than like, like Toya Toya. being a knicker expert although i'm sure len was an expert in knickers in his in his day he was trying to help a woman who was the victim of domestic abuse but because it was was the 70s he's basically kept like pull yourself together woman just why can't you just cook the potatoes when he wants them to be ready and then it's not beating you
1: i think that len said look here are some people that you can go and speak to about it. But know, she but didn't want to. She wanted him she, to sort it out and she well, got a no, bit hysterical. She,
0: no, well, it was also, you know, it's very it's complicated and it certainly did not understand how complicated it was in the 70s to, to help somebody get out of a domestic violence, yeah. abusive relationship. But anyway... You couldn't
1: go to itv.com slash advice.
0: No. Oh, diabetes. Oh, maybe I've got that as well. Anyway, um, he was accused of killing her because she came round his house and he went to go and ha- find some way of helping her or something. No, he went to work. He's like, stay here, stop crying. He was he was very gruff, wasn't he? Stay yeah. here and stop crying, I'm going to work. I'll, I'll sort it out when I get back. So she's there in the house crying and, and being sad and then the husband comes around and beats her to death. Yeah, but
1: what we see is like the, mm. the handle moving, don't yes. we? Mm-hmm. That's quite we don't, cool. I we don't, don't see
0: think we're beating. supposed to... We're, uh, think it was Len but it's certainly possible that it could have been because you didn't see who it was yeah, the and there's lots of people was. saying oh I heard a noise I heard screaming blah 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 and then um, yeah he I think he finds her dead doesn't he
1: yeah yeah he, he goes back and I think it's him anyway or so or we've somebody. got
0: one woman dying tragically young of a brain hemorrhage mm-hmm. or was it an embolism
1: or was that no, it, was, um, it was an embolism it wasn't <coughs> it was brain judy died because yeah. um she was in that car accident wasn't she with that dodgy car that terry had sold oh Vera. that
0: was also a scandal of the day i remember my parents used to buy well most people used to buy a second hand cars well, i don't know who was buying them new um <laughs> and there was a scandal and we used to check all the time because they used to wield two cars together well. that had been in a in a, in a crash and so my dad was always get in the car and pull up all the carpet to see whether there was a join.
1: Yeah, so this was a dodgy car and then um, Vera was Just in fell an apart. accident. Judy thought she was fine, but she had a blood clot in a leg that turned into an embolism. That's and, horrible. Um,
0: I don't like caring that. And
1: that was that.
0: So anyway, she died of that. And then you got... Jack and Vera both sort of died of old age.
1: In their chairs, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you got the horrible murder of a of person that nobody remembers.
1: Yeah. There was... I mean, there was... You could maybe count a fifth one. If you count Judy, because she died outside joyce medley yeah. her mum also died no actually i don't think she died on the street i think she was away from the street but yeah judy's mum was hit by by tony horrocks in the car we won't count that one but it's still quite a lot of deaths i need to well
0: Lisa duckworth was knocked down by a car oh yeah she was Where wasn't was she? she?
1: that was literally right outside as well, well haunted see these days you get hit by a car in coronation street and you're pretty much fine aren't you back on your feet again the next yeah, episode maybe off. but back in the olden days if you got hit by People a car uh, you up, didn't get up again I'll
0: tell you what it is now it's all that organic smoothies that we have
1: mm, mm. yeah Lisa Duckworth stayed at number nine for a little bit because she was uh, she uh, was going out with Terry wasn't she and then he got sent to prison and tried to escape on their wedding day and um, and she hung around um, with Vera and Jack but yeah she got she got knocked down again it kind of mirrors the current situation with all the traffic on Coronation Street because um there was like a diversion or something of traffic through Coronation Street back in' ninety three and then um, mm. and then she got she, she dropped her purse didn't she, and she got got run over. do
0: you think that um the fire that was caused by Ken Sodanoff mm. was With cigarettes the the spirit of Lucy Buck trying to get her revenge because another pair of twins, a boy and a girl, in the house where she was burned to death Maybe. left unattended yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe there's an evil malignant spirit know. there. Mm-hmm. I think Coronation Street needs to do another seance.
1: <laughs> Have you got any other... Um, any I other want pre- to see
0: Kathy and Brian doing a cyber seance in number nine to fi- to contact the spirit. And then I want Gail to come along and blink furiously at them and ask them if they've heard of anyone called Fanny.
1: Okay, you're right and I'm well, sure Well why not it. that? It's
0: about the caliber of the comedy. <laughs> why can't why am I not allowed to get away with it and they are.
1: Have you got any other favorite famous number 9 scenes? I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what one of mine okay, is. Go on and tell and, me. When Jack punches Terry. Oh. When, when after he sells Baby Tommy. Oh. So yeah. he has the, he, Lisa has you're this just baby. by
0: the spirit of Lucy Buck. Are you obsessed with this? <laughs>
1: um yeah, well, so she's
0: furious because he sold this baby and she could have been sold, couldn't she, instead of being left to die. Yes,
1: okay. So the, Lisa has the baby. She gets hit by a car. Terry comes along and says, I'll have I'll this baby. sells it. Sells it onto <laughs> Lisa's parents, <laughs> Jeff yeah, and Doreen idea. Horton. And then when Jack finds out, he punches Terry and it was like Christmas Eve or something. It's a very good
0: punch. It was because it was present for everybody. Yeah.
1: Speaking of punches, I think yeah. when I think of number nine as well, I, I'm drawn to all the, uh, the Kirsty and Tyrone stuff from... Well, 10 odd years ago.
0: That was another domestic abuse storyline mm. when Kirsty was horrible and hit him with a hoover.
1: She did. She often Christian hit him with Dana a hoover. And she, and she threw a silver baby rattle at him once, if, I, if my Ooh, memory serves me correctly. Or was
0: it levitating for the spirit no, of Lucy Buck? No.
1: <laughs> it's funny, because you get houses that go through periods of being in the show a lot and then yeah. not much at do- Like At the moment, I, w- I would probably put money on the fact that number nine is the house... Whose interior we've seen the most in twenty twenty one, but then you go through years and it doesn't appear at all. Like yeah, after true. after this, the domest-
0: used to be like the Friends sofa of yeah, coronations. It Street. was it was
1: always in it, but after this domestic abuse story with Kirsty and Tyrone, they didn't really get any stories at all of note up until this one. Almost there was a little bit here and there, but you barely ever got to see their house, and now never out of it.
0: I want to know what what set what house have we seen the most of a set of? Because type the number nine we've seen the back the back room is the one that's always used. I yeah. don't think we've ever seen the front room.
1: Well we, we we saw it like with Gary had his drums there, I remember I don't okay. know if we've seen it in a long time and we time. saw
0: we saw the upstairs landing, because that's where um Kirsty beat Tyrone up once.
1: We've seen um we've seen Hope's room at one point when did she we... when she went off uh, she did a bit of a oh, runaway the other year yes, didn't she? We
0: did, we did. Mm. Um, yeah, we've we've. I don't think there's a single place on Coronation Street where we've looked inside every room.
1: No, but if you want to, if you want to do that, then you just need to download the free app from the App Store, Coronation Street Words and Design. And here's my little plug for saying <laughs> that I've got I no reason I don't think it's actually
0: true to the show.
1: <laughs> it's not really. Because you can
0: pick but your own. Quite handily label. for this
1: discussion, at the moment, number nine Coronation Street is the one that we are decorating. So who's so- we? me and the one other player of coronation street words and design okay yeah so um so far we've been able to um decorate number one and the rovers and for the past few months whatever it's been number nine so i've i've now got a nicely redecorated lounge and kitchen area and congratulations is to you yeah and it's Jacobeira that's living there in the app um, another memorable scene I would have to say from number nine is that one earlier this year that however long it was 12 13 minute it felt like scene oh, from yeah? um, Fizz and Tyrone when he admits that he's got feelings for Alina and he's kissed her it wasn't epic scene I loved it
0: wow good I'm glad that you liked it it was a pretty good scene wasn't it it was probably one of the longest scenes in Coronation Street history not the longest ever but Pretty good, pretty long scene, really. So talking about Um, design...
1: Oh, I like your length there, nice segue.
0: We can talk about the... I think think number nine is the most iconic exterior and also a pretty iconic interior, but not for the right reasons.
1: No, I mean, this cladding wasn't always there. It was put up in 1989.
0: I want to know whether this cladding is going to have to be replaced because of the... Grenfell fire. Well, I don't there's think there's a bit it... of a there's a bit of a um, scandal going on, and I think this is outrageous, and I can't believe more people aren't furious about this because this cladding has gone on lots of flats and places, and it's I don't know what does it do to spontaneously combust and kill everybody, and now you have to replace it, but it's at the cost of the re- like the residents mm. have to pay for it, and some people who own flats. Are having to pay over, you know, a hundred thousand pounds for the cladding of their houses.
1: Well, let's How hope that, that doesn't happen, happen to poor Tyrone. Yeah, so this this cladding. Was well, put you can just up...
0: give it to to um. So here you go, uh, Fizz. You, I'll gift it to you. <laughs> And then the, the <laughs> fast into America.
1: fire the next day. It wasn't well, hopes like it was like me honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so Vera, Vera kind of seemed to decide on a whim back in February '89 that she wanted cladding put up. She thought it would like raise the profile of the house and make it look a bit classier and everything. It took about a week to get it put up, but nobody liked it apart from Vera. Then you just get lots of shots of everybody muttering about how it lowers the tone of the neighbourhood well, and it actually yeah. did devalue the house.
0: Because everything's red brick, isn't it? And she's got this cladding that's gone on, which is fake stone painted bright yellow.
1: Yes. Well, it, it, it was not so bright in the early days. I mean, I've got... I've got I think I might as well bring it up now. If, if, if this isn't going to help... Um people who are listening to this but it's, it's good for us i have got pictures here of number nine throughout the year so back in pre-cladding days it was red brick like everywhere else and all the um all the trim around the windows and the door and everything was yellow but once this cladding was put up it wasn't it wasn't bright yellow no it was, it was, like was more a kind of cup swaldy pas, pastely and it didn't have the blue streaks until um the early 90s but there were some bricks that were like a little bit of a different shade there was ever so slightly pastely blue um but yeah it wasn't until um 1994 christmas 1994 i think that jack's brother clifford decided to paint all these different ones um bright blue um and and again vera absolutely loved this but um everybody else hated it and they became a bit of a laughing stock if they weren't already so i've got a picture here gemma um, of the house once it's been painted blue. And it looks very different to how it looks now, doesn't it? There's an awful lot more blue bricks on the house then than there are these days. It's almost like 50-50 blue and yellow back yeah. when it first got painted. And then, again, if you if you skip ahead to the, the final days of Key Street, there's a lot fewer bricks, in sort of cladding bricks in total. So I don't know what happened here. in In the early 90s, there were lots of small... Claddy bricks on the front of it, but by you know the late two thousands, there were fewer and bigger bricks. It's weird. I don't know what's gone on here. I don't and think also, it's to do with the set change. The there arch wasn't one.
0: over the house, over the front door, I think used to be alternating yellow and blue, and now it's all blue.
1: Yeah. So and
0: I, I just also wanted to say that when the house was first, um I think one of the reasons why they picked yellow the for the cladding was that the brickwork the paintwork was like a bright mustard yellow yeah on the on the the, the
1: original house
0: yeah and I, in in sussex there's a place called oh, the Caldry estate caldrey caldrey estate and you can tell which properties it own is owned by it because they have to paint um their their um windows and stuff. Oh. Bright mustard yellow.
1: Oh, there you
0: go. So when you're driving through West Sussex, if you see a village where everything's a hideous shade of yellow, <laughs> it's because that's it they're owned by that estate. Well
1: when the cladding first went up, the, the windows and everything stayed yellow, but when Clifford came along and he painted the bricks blue, the door turned blue as well then and yeah. the sill underneath the windows Um, And and the bit around the windows is still yellow these days. It's not
0: as bright of a mustard yellow as the brick one.
1: No, 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 it's not. The the funny (laughs) thing is as well, we've we've now got a picture up of pre-Media City number nine Mm. and and current number nine. Yeah. And although although (laughs) the cladding looks the same and it's probably the same... Literal the same bricks because if because there's been some urban explorers that have gone into the old Key Street set and they took all the cladding off so maybe they put it on the new house but because when they moved to um, Media City they widened all the houses didn't they because they were built to a smaller scale back in back in the whatever it was eighty nine or whenever when they moved to Key Street um, so now there's a, a massive gap between. The left-hand wall of it and the upstairs window. Yeah. And um,
0: well, the pattern and the colours aren't the same on the two houses.
1: Oh uh, no, well, no.
0: If you look at where the blue brick is above the
1: no, it's not. It's they. I think they've tried to match it fairly well oh, really? with with how it was. There's like yeah. you know, they've they've given it a go.
0: Yeah, I but don't think anyone's that bothered.
1: I I like it. I wouldn't want it for myself, but I think that it does match the personalities. Yeah. Of. Basically, all the families that have lived there. I mean, Judy Mallet and Gary both loved it. I think that was a key selling point for them when they moved in in nineteen ninety-five. Um, Tyrone is just very anti-change, anyway. As yeah. we can see, the fact that the inside of it is still a bit of a shrine to the Duckworths, um, I, I can't, I can't imagine. I, I hope that they never change it.
0: No, but I've got because an it idea makes it distinct. for a storyline for for the for Tyrone to. Um to have somebody get arsy with him and say, look at the covenant, look at the in the deeds it says that <laughs> you have to maintain the exterior as red brick and then um, for him to have to try to change it because I don't know about other countries. I know other countries have, well, I know America has their home, what are they called? Home association yeah. people that um, tell you off for not having your hedge trimmed properly. Mm. But here sometimes we have covenants where In your lease, it'll say you have to maintain your exterior to a certain standard or have like a certain colour. Like... like
1: we're supposed to paint our house white every two years and we've been living here for you know 15 years? years and we've never painted it once.
0: Three years, every three years. <laughs> but yeah, everybody's house is white in this close because of the covenant.
1: Mm. But yeah, I don't, I don't want them to ever change it. I don't think they could, I mean, even if they had that story come in. Because when, when Molly moved in, <laughs> she she was the first person uh, since um, it was done with a bit of taste in there and decided <laughs> that we're going to take this down now. To they honest... started trying to chip it off. Yeah. But then it took all the brick, brick behind with it, it with it and um, apparently it, 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 had co- yeah, <laughs> it had collapsed or it had cost an awful lot of money to replace it. So they put it back up again and that's that. it's done. i tell you
0: what they should do. Just take out an indemnity policy. Oh, yeah, it's easy, isn't it? Um, the, the person, surely, who would be the most irritated by this is not the person living in the house, but the person living opposite.
1: Mm, yeah, poor Gail and Yasmin. They have to look, and, look out their and window Sally. and see this all the time. Oh yes, yeah, surprised Sally, Sally
0: hasn't... Uh,
1: had a fit about it <laughs> um talking about the, the cobbles coming off there was that one story i think it was quite soon after they had it put up do you remember when one came loose and vera and jack were having an argument with um the barns about something and then vera throws a piece of cladding and it was supposed <laughs> to go through the barns window but it ends up going through mavis and Derek's window instead <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear so, hi what's it like
1: what's it like um and then what well, what about the inside gemma what's what, what do you reckon about um but the ins. Oh no! Before we do the inside, yeah, I did want to mention this. This the name of the house. So this was this was at one point um called the old rectory, and I love. how... I, <laughs> I don't think can't... I could ever want to live in a house that's got a name in. It's I a little can't bit get mad at people
0: that that call... I know everyone is supposed to laugh at them and call them pretentious and say how how dare you who lives in a lowly terrace ever try to be anything better than you are and call it the old rectory and have delusions of grandeur. I don't care. Call it Buckingham Palace for all (laughs) I like. I think it's funny and and cool.
1: I I don't mind it when other people do. I like
0: laughing at, at, like, pretentious names, like there's, there's a bungalow around here that's on a crossroads and it's called The Four Winds.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, well, th- this started in 2002 when um, Maxine's mum, Doreen, was living with them um, over the road at number... I can't remember from four. Um, and, and she buys Ashley and Maxine a house plate name calling it Balmoral. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and Vera thinks that... That's uh,
0: well posh. So
1: Vera tries to outdo her by yeah, getting this, her. this house plate calling it The Old Rectory. Yes, yeah, historically. And then um, one night... Um, Doreen, um, no, Vera, so Doreen wakes up and finds that Balmoral has been graffitied to say immoral. <laughs> and Doreen thinks that it's Vera that's done this. So then she goes over and graffitis the old rectory sign so that it says the old wreck. <laughs> So there's a, a bit, of a humorous back and forth. It turns out that Ashley was the one that turned that graffitied his own house name, turning it immoral just for a joke, really. because He thought it was silly. And Vera paints hers back, and it was it stayed as the old rectory for quite a while. But I remember it was it was really like shoddily painted on.
0: Yeah, but then it looks authentic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See,
0: maybe when we move, we should call our house a name that our new house that we're gonna have, and we can call, and it, we can call it like um, Five West End Road and in brackets it'd be called number nine coronation street and that really messed with the postman's head <laughs> maybe we could call it maybe that could be the nickname could be itv studios media city and then we can see what post we get
1: oh yeah that's a nice idea i'm, I'm sure it'll work
0: so... oh what's this another letter asking for <laughs> Ann matthew's foot pictures <laughs> no we'll just forward that one on
1: um so the interior of the house um this we we talked a little about it as as we've gone along, but I suppose it, like in the early days, as you couldn't tell much of what it looked like when the Treskys moved in there because it was um, all in black and white. But um, when when maybe
0: it was all in black and white.
1: Well, maybe it was. Uh, I think at the same when um when Ken lived in there as well. I've got, I've got one picture here. Again, sorry for the benefit of everybody listening. This is for my Gemma. But the I'm benefit of the tape
0: we are viewing here is a picture a file called of Inside Number One nineteen sixty one,
1: decorating and painting it a lovely shade of, of grey. grey. It appears. Um and then when Ken and Val lived there, um some kind also, of
0: Picasso y like provincial... Well it looks a bit
1: um I think it's a bit of van van goffy that is a bit of art over the uh, over the mm. fireplace. And this is one of the houses where and I always find it fascinating when they do this, they change like the camera angle over the years, yeah. like if you think about like Chesney and Gemma's house at the moment, there's a certain angle that you always see, yeah, with like with the, the stairs the behind, and
0: it's usually the wall where the TV is, yeah. which is weird because then it like the t- television becomes a mirror through which you you view a parallel dimension where your front room is inhabited by chaps <laughs> with four babies. Back in
1: the back in the eighties, however, that house you always used to see the other end of the lounge where they got that little arch over where the fire. Um, the fire surround would have been, and it's like there's like a little nook built into the wall, but you never see that these days. Right. And and then back in the sixties, you used to see the wall that is now the fourth wall, it has the which was a fireplace it? on and everything. And that and that kind of carried through. Uh, I suppose when Len was living in there, you got to see a bit more of a bit more round the house but we more used to seeing the current wall that we yeah, see now. a
0: lot of the angles seem to be straight on into the set now, but back in the day, I think they used to be more from an angle of, like, either corner, didn't they? Mm, mm,
1: I don't know. I don't know. So we had, But okay. they
0: used to have... Ken used to have exactly the same fireplace as we've got in our house now, did, with horrible yeah. grey tiles on it.
1: Wallpaper-wise... It's always been a little bit, been a bit flowery and reedy. I've got a picture of um, Chalky Whiteley living here. Now and this was...
0: is a very reminiscent of my childhood kind of wallpaper because it's really, it's like palm leaf fronds or something on a bamboo kind of background, oh, like brown stripes, like brown and, and cream stripes with leaves very 80s. superimposed over the top.
1: Yeah, um, Jack and Vera when they moved in, they got rid of that and it was a bit creamy. I mean, they, they, they've got that um, that flamenco dancing woman. That was, um, I think yeah. I've just got that up in words and design actually. So they oh, they like they like the Spanish feel of it, and also I think
0: the Spanish feel of the villa. I think the they wanted retry. to
1: make it feel sp- Spanish and exotic when they moved in, and they got that's why they got the bar as well, they? because that, that's the yeah. other thing about the the lounge of number nine. It's got a little Still mini got bar. A bar. There. Yeah,
0: it's um, just pushed against the wall now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack and Vera's time there kind of went a little bit purple and flowery on the wall. Gary Mallet and Judy, very, very 90s kind of rag rolled purple look.
0: Now, in the UK, what was the name of that show?
1: Changing Rooms.
0: Changing Rooms was where they come into a house and they go, look at this horrible 80s, 80s stuff, let's put some cool 90s stuff in. And it would all be rag rolled or fake... Um, that the there used to be this roller that used to do fake wood effects on stuff, and also, if your if your um, furniture did not look distressed, they would get out the the scrubby thing and the <laughs> the sandpaper yeah, and they just scrape. scrape off all the all the top of the paintwork to make it look like it's really old and crapped out.
1: Quite a lot of the Coronation Street houses in the late nineties had a very pastally Purply, it was kind of a bright pastel, wasn't it? Like sort of look to it, and the mallets were no exception. Like
0: greens, acid greens, and and yellows, and oranges, and purples, and yeah, greens.
1: Yeah, and then it kind of moved on um, into the two thousands, where it was back to kind of the, the fronds a little bit on the wall, and. Um, and and now it's kind yeah. of it's still See, this fairly is big floral thing. isn't it what
0: they've got on their wall now is what you would call a statement wall and this was a massive I think this has kind of gone out of fashion now but this used to be a big thing to have all your room painted one colour and then a statement wall and it would usually be everything's cream and then inexplicable wall full of massive red flowers or what they've got is a navy blue background with like gold trumpety flowers over the top hmm and that, that, I don't think that's in fashion anymore. But I do think that... Um, I think statement wallpaper is still fashionable, but I think that the contrasting colours now are more harmonious rather than...
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that anything that is in Fizz and Tyrone's house at the moment is in any way fashionable. It's all very
0: dated because the other it's, thing is like got, a jumble sale. Which isn't is it? not very fashionable now but was massive up until quite recently, is using the Union Jack as a as a decorating motif on everything from teapots to clocks. Yeah,
1: they have got a Union Jack clock, they got and they they've they've got, got like, a they've got random stuff, haven't they? They've got like a they got a, a car, they got butterflies, they've got, they've got H's and Rs buttons. all over the place. Yeah, it's just People Chaotic. say that it's a bit of a tribute to Jack and Vera and, and parts of it are. I think there is like a picture of Jack and Vera there but it's not it's not exactly the same now as it was back then. It, it was cluttered then and it's cluttered now but I think it kind of fits the, the, the family that are working there. I think they've never had aspirations of being anything other than well, very working class. Well, this,
0: To me, this is what houses looked like when I was a kid where there's just stuff everywhere. You, your family is the first family I've ever went around their house and it was like, <laughs> "What? where's your things?
1: It's so funny. Yeah, My mum my and dad kept their house a lot more minimalist than you're used to. It's
0: like, here's our book.
1: Yeah, my, <laughs> my the librarian. Um, anyway, I don't think that I would want to live in Fizz and Tyrone's house, but I don't hate it as much as everyone else does. It's nice and bright.
0: I'm pretty sure that that throw is from Ikea. They've got that red Ikea throw with the... St- like the threads of like yellow and navy and, and different colours running through it.
1: One one day someone's gonna come in and um and make it look a bit nice, a bit like the Bailey's have done with that with Emily's house which was in dire need of decoration. Well even but... that
0: house is a bit cluttered, isn't it?
1: oh yeah yeah it is but I
0: like it I think it's fashionably cluttered well
1: these are very small houses remember it's just the back streets of Weatherfield oh yeah
0: it's just a working class family and they all share
1: the same loft and everything so um, (laughs) yeah that's quite interesting I a to look at number nine over the years it it went from very very minimalist when Len went there to pretty much everything on the wall now
0: yeah just chuck it on the wall and if anything sticks just nail it down Yeah. yeah that's what I say
1: um, so, any any final thoughts on number nine before we finish? Who, who would you, like...
0: Most, associated most with, associate with? Most associate. Whose house? Definitely the Duckworths. Yeah. Because they're responsible for the it, outside of it being like that. And
1: they were such a, a big family, was a big, famous, beloved, iconic couple who stayed together for a very, very long time. Yeah. You know celebrate their 50th anniversary it makes or something me on the show.
0: wonder whether the reason they gave Gemma and Chesney that weird stable door... Is because they wanted some kind of iconic exterior, but without being a bit... Oh, I not so... not really
1: worked, has it?
0: Tell you what they don't have on the street, unless this is what the Baileys have got, but I can't really remember, is this new thing now where your front door has a big bar down the side of it. This is the new thing in, in the UK. Oh, yeah. The fashion for your front door is for it to be like a a painted wood with a vertical... Oh, like bar all the way from the top to the bottom so you can open it and you can mm. put your hand wherever you like.
1: Well the Baileys have got a very modern <laughs> Handles, door, haven't they? Now they're now at number three. What bar. does it look like? It's just very navy blue and, and quite fresh like and modern. I just think it uh, I
0: really bar. like the, the bar doors but I think that they're going to be naff in about a year. Yeah, probably. By the time we move
1: house.
0: <laughs> is that
1: it for number nine
0: yes it's i think
1: duckworth's house but
0: good one to start with good theme yeah i, I thought this turned out quite, I, I would be yep. quite
1: happy to to revisit some of the houses and uh
0: what do you mean do, revisit well,
1: visit, sorry, to start you know, with. visit to start with some of the houses and look how it's changed over time and all the, and the owners and everything and all that stuff that darren little created for the, the pre-coronation well, years is fascinating to me
0: it'd be really cool to do a death count um for halloween this year like a death house. count around the houses. Who's died? He, how many? How many? And what's the most. Cho- we should do one where we score the deaths out of 10 as to how tragic they are. <laughs> and job. see whether Lucy Buck is really the most tragic character. She's death your new favourite character, time.
1: isn't she? Lucy yep. Buck.
0: Lucy Buck. <laughs> the buck stops here because she did.
1: <laughs> right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for. Especially those of you who have been listening to all nine years yes
0: Um, thank you it's very i do like it when august comes around it's our anniversary for people that have stuck with us through thick and thin and sometimes not even actually watching coronation street yeah because they just like to listen to us so much what are we
1: gonna do next year for the 10th anniversary we've got to do something we've got to do something (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what but anyway we've got, got the 500th to deal with before then
0: the function room that they're building at, this, at the
1: set oh yeah surely that'll be open by <laughs> next summer don't I don't think open.
0: they'd let us have it
1: <laughs> so no it depends how much money you threw at them I guess
0: oh well but, we'll just keep saving up the patron money then yeah, yeah right
1: anyway thank you everybody for listening thank you everybody for today, and, all this and time. for supporting Hope us you enjoyed that. whether
0: you're a new listener or you're an original back Mm. in the
1: day do write in and tell us about your your favourite memories of number nine as well conversationstreet at gmail.com conversationstreet at gmail.com one more time conversationstreet at gmail.com is our address if you want to send us an email we may even read it out
0: if you want want to to celebrate our ninth anniversary by giving us a review on iTunes where you say yes give
1: us nine stars
0: (laughs) yeah
1: or the closest that you can get
0: yeah it's it's near two round (laughs) it down to five
1: (laughs) um you can follow us on Twitter
0: yep at conversation
1: Yeah, you can join us on Facebook. You can go to YouTube. Mm. Uh, you might even be listening to this on YouTube now and thinking, why didn't they add the pictures that they're talking about to the YouTube version of this? They're idiots. I'm Sorry, I don't have YouTube skills or time We've to do that. We've got so
0: much... Sorry, guys, we are so busy <laughs> talking at the moment. About houses. It's not even funny. <laughs> no, there's literally no time to do anything. But we still apart do this from for watch you. Lost, apparently, yeah, we are watching and Coronation Street, series
1: five now. Um, yeah, <laughs> always time for the Coronation Street <laughs> and the podcast.
0: So you know, it's always time for you. It, Thank you very much for listening, and yes. we hope that you have a nice rest of your week. Yes, we'll be back for the weekend. At the weekend, sorry. You can stop. Look, I'm, 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 st- I'm stopping it. Thanks everyone Goodbye. for listening. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Indeed. <laughs>